Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 17th. In the year of our Lord, 2024, hour two at two, the, bro, the goal is to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. And ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards with me, freedom's rising, <laughs> whoa, no, wow, James Edwards with me, thepoliticalcesspool.org, thepoliticalcesspool.org, award-winning talk show host, author, and a whole lot more. Fantastic family man, dear friend, and uh, just all around great American James Edwards with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, headline says this, James, report major U.S. airlines tells employees to take this racist action, must capitalize the words black and brown, but not white, writes Bob Unruh. Over at WorldNet Daily, this article came from the Gateway Pundit. It was the Gateway Pundit that obtained a source copy of the internal Delta Airlines memo. And so you got to ask yourself if Delta Airlines is being, um, you know, training their employees to be racist with this kind of thing. They basically say black and brown, those are, you know, worthy terms. White's not. Uh, and what the heck is happening here? This is just, I don't see why these companies are taking these positions. What would make a company like Delta that should treat everybody equally and be kind and just say, hey, we're here to fly you around and make your life great in the friendly skies. But now they're literally taking the race baiting agenda that's been also backed by the Associated Press. The AP, the big wire service, has similar language in their internal documents as well. So now you've got Delta Airlines and AP blatantly both racist, James. Their internal memos prove it. Gateway Pundit, WND.com with the details. This has definitely made uh, a, big, uh, a big stink and is making the rounds right now. And I've seen this from several different sources. So that is exactly what they're doing. And as you mentioned, the AP and other media uh, purveyors have changed their styles guide a few years ago. Uh, this was several years ago now uh, that they did this to where you capitalize the proper names, black and brown, talking about a unique group of people. But white is lowercase. Now, why is that? Are whites less than black and brown? Are whites less deserving of an identity than black and brown? Why are you capitalizing? Can you even call them people groups? It's just a shade of color, and you know there's a lot of different ethnicities within, you know, the black race. And yeah, but see, I don't think so though. You look at a Barack Obama, and which box does he check? <laughs> but then, but yeah, too, it's obviously okay, so can you capitalize to... if you say Barack's black, you can capitalize the B for black. If you say that Barack's white, you can't capitalize the W for his That's... white <laughs> half of his heritage, right? Because he is exactly mixed. He's one half white, one half black. He has a white mother and a black father. And so, yeah, that's right. I guess, but of course, everybody just, you know, identifies him as black. But such thing why, why not equally white? Something? And if you did. Well, and then uh, it, it is obviously dehumanizing to white people. Uh, and it is insulting well, it's to really white people. It's really dehumanizing to black and, and brown it, people, too, James. 
Well, why not just – and why is an airline, though? They sent this out to every employee, every employee, so you know when you're on the job. Now, how often is a stewardess or a, a, a pilot going to be writing something where he would even need to use the words black, no, brown, and white? No, it's in the case training manuals, and these it. kind of things are the point. And if you refer to it or write it, it should be done this way is their guidance. If you yeah, will. I saw I, – yeah. I saw it, but why not just put passenger with a capital P? I mean, what you know, what is this? But, but right, I mean, I, you see all now, of this. Let me this. explain, James, and, and, and be, the, the capital letter part of this. If you capitalize it, it refers to a person. If you don't capitalize it, it's supposed to represent a color, except for white people. Well, exactly. Yeah, well, it's, you know, a people group or a person or a people group in this case, uh, but... Uh, and they had explained they had this tortured, you know, very rigorous application of mental gymnastics to explain some years ago why the media was going to begin capitalizing black and brown, uh, but not not white. And, you know, it's, you know, all asinine and ridiculous. But then now you've got and you ask why Delta? It's a good question. Why any company? But certainly at the head table of these uh Airlines. Multinational corporation. Yeah, air, airlines, globalist. You know, I mean, Delta is an American airline, but it's, you know, it's got global footprints. It's, it's everywhere. And at the head table of organizations that big, you're always going to have uh, woke people in charge. But this, is, this goes back, actually, Sam, all the way back to when I started my radio program 20 years ago this year. I was looking at this, and I'm like, you know, white people really are being demonized. White people are really being treated in a way that you know blacks always said they were treated and I, I didn't like that and i said well you've got all of these other issue advocacy organizations for the different people groups and i don't have a problem with that i still don't have a problem with that i think it is natural and healthy for uh, different people with different cultures and folkways and heroes and languages and religions and whatever that makes a people group a unique people group to have advocacy organizations and media outlets that seek to uh, lift them up and advance their best interests and sometimes the best interest of everybody can be advanced and sometimes you have unique group interests that that are at odds with other group interests that's just the way of the world but i i was looking and i was like nobody yeah, but i don't see any problem this. with any of it well i don't either but i'm just saying there was nobody that was doing this for whites and then but as soon as you try to say well i'm going to do this you know an naacp for whites or a, a, a media outlet that's you know but that will even address issues like this you know why are you not capitalizing white why not just leave them all lowercase that would be fine with me too but uh but then of course you get immediately denounced as racist but not only have we seen these things sam and nobody else is racist for doing it for their people of course but not only are we seeing it the uh, American electorate is seeing it. I, I, I have seen some pretty staggering things that have come out. And again, all of it is because of things like this being thrust upon us by the system, by government, by media, by these corporations. People are seeing it and, and they do see it. Look at some of these polls. Some of these polls. And again, I put credit to all of this on the radical left agenda that have basically forced whites to this for many uncomfortable realization that you have to have identity politics or you're just going to get steamrolled you're going to get i mean you know once you begin dehumanizing people and tearing down their monuments and tearing up their flags i mean what happens next you get put into you know some sort of a prison camp who knows yeah it's the gulag but, that's next 
That's it. Yeah. I mean, because if you're already evil, you're evil, you're a non-person, oh, you're a white Christian, and you're allowed to vote in Iowa. You know, if it gets to that sort of rhetoric, then how much further of a stretch is it before you say, well, these people just got to go entirely. Forget voting. Forget just, you know, not referring to them as a you know, unique people group. Let's just let's just get rid of them. I mean, they really are the 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 all that ails humanity. Well, but, look what they've dished out in abuse over the years against everybody else. And so they use that as kind of the whipping post against the whites and everything else. And it's a problem. But listen to this headline to make your point about headlines. It says this. More than half of, quote, black Americans approve of the Supreme Court striking down the race-based admissions. That's according to a Tuesday Gallup poll if you remember the supreme court ruled back in june that hey you can't do that race based emissions uh at for example harvard and the university of north carolina hey it violates the equal protection clause of the constitution you can't do that so the court ruled and shut that down now they took a poll and even 52 percent of blacks agree with it um more than two-thirds of americans are saying hey it was mostly a good thing. 48% of Asian Americans, uh, et cetera. Anyway, they admit that it might be harder to get into college, but they admit that it's the correct, right, moral thing to do. So why would Delta be against the majority of the people and have this race-based manipulation, or uh, I would call it an education? What they're trying to do is use this. They're trying to train employees to be racist with this policy. Um, people are against it by two-thirds in America, and even 52% of blacks say this is all bogus. These two come together, this Delta Airlines and Associated Press promoting this agenda, hostile towards whites. At the same time, Harvard and the University of North Carolina got shut down in June at the Supreme Court over this. Why are they continuing when the majority of the people say it's bogus, it's wrong? Uh, why are they continuing with the same agenda? which is we're going to favor brown and blacks and we're going to put whites on that altar. Now, I don't have a, I would, I would be saying the same thing if they did the same thing to blacks or to brown, any, any color. But why do we even have to discuss color at a Delta Airlines venue or at a That's venue it. of the Associated Press? Why do we even have to discuss color at all for that matter? When we come back, we'll let James rock and roll on that very question. Because I'm telling you, it is just insane what they're doing. Where does this agenda and money and funding and ideology uh, come from? And how does it get such sway in our country is the real question, right? I'll tell you how in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. 
I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, live and on your radio, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org. We're breaking this down. My question, James, why do we even have to talk about color at the Associated Press level and or an airlines level? What does that have to do with anything, James? Well, we have to talk about it because, because you can't escape it. There, do white never people fly differently more... than black people or something? Well, the thing with the airline is just particularly heinous because the passenger is a passenger. It seems like everybody would be able to be expect the same accommodations and communications. You know, if you're writing a letter to me, <laughs> just don't capitalize my name, I guess. Uh, that just doesn't it doesn't make any sense, except for there is a very much entrenched anti-white animus coming from the head tables of all of our institutions of power. And that includes. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The liberals always say to me and Richard, hey, you don't want to obey certain laws or you don't want to obey certain viewpoints or whatever. You just think you're renegade and can do whatever you want to. And my response comes back to this. The Supreme Court said you can't do this kind of stuff. Now, I know that the application to universities is slightly different with race-based policies versus this race-based educational agenda by these corporations, but the principles are the same. Right? Well, you, one Equal would protection think, clause one would think, is, is, is the same. We should follow that guidance from the core of our country, right? Well, it seems as though, uh, as we get deeper into this, that the whole uh, purported mission of the civil rights movement wasn't for equal treatment and accommodations. It was for minorities to switch places with whites and for whites to be the disenfranchised now and to be the insulted and the ridiculed and the, the put upon. But... Whites are seeing this, and you you see it. I mean, now you have seen it in real time change to where even somebody like Charlie Kirk of Turning Points USA, TP USA, he went from just as recently as three or four years ago saying Martin Luther King was a conservative hero to just doing this out and out expose on King on King Day on Monday, where he just told the unvarnished truth about him and it was a total 180 pivot saying we've been sold a bill of goods this guy was no hero he was no moral exemplar so this is i mean a lot of things have changed in recent years in terms of and again you ask why so much of it has been thrust upon us you know far from the days of segregation uh you have now an advantage if you're a minority with regards to quotas and set-asides and affirmative actions and scholarships and i know some of that's been you know 
thankfully, you know, being peeled away now, and it, you, you go back to more merit-based standards. But, I mean, you, look at the – just earlier today was just one of probably 100 examples we could have uh, collected just from the coverage this week. Joy Reid, you know, diminishing uh, and bashing – White, white Christians in Iowa. You see it all the time. It is a constant bombardment, ever in a movie, ever in a commercial. Bad guys always white, the talented, the heroic, the smart, you know, always, always not. And I've seen a, a collection of recent polls, and it seems to me that the people who hate whites, and there is racial hatred in this country, you better believe it, folks. And as Vivek Ramaswamy said, it is, it's not the way you think it is. It was a fantastic, a fantastic remark that he made when he was announcing Steve King's endorsement a few days ago in Iowa. They were saying, well, do you want to denounce Steve King uh, for being a white supremacist? And, you know, he defended Steve King and he said, well, we still haven't heard you say you, say you denounce, denounce white supremacy. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, answers saying that, look, I'm not going to play your stupid game, that there is real uh, racism in this country, but it's the exact opposite of what you're saying. And if, you know, a lot of people are saying that now from conservative incorporated type uh, media, you know, second tier media like Charlie Kirk to candidates like Vivek Ramaswamy, who had a very big microphone a, a very big platform uh, before he pulled out of the race and i think he's going to end up probably with a cabinet position i think he's going to parlay a race he was never going to win into a cabinet position now that's a that's a fantastic appreciation but well, a lot of people are seeing it so many now the next round of elections that's what ron DeSantis needs to understand right now too i'm not just you know doubling down for donald but i am saying this even ron DeSantis at this point he'd be better just to endorse donald immediately um, the reason he should stay in the race, though, is to make sure that Haley stays third for now. So I'm not advocating he get out of the exactly. race yet. Uh, I'm just making a point, though, that, you know, A, at some point, what good is is uh, Ron DeSantis? What role is he playing right now? If he wants to keep, you know, Haley a distant third, fine. Uh, but eventually, though, hey, we need to see who Donald's pick is going to be. That's going to tell us a ton. Um, you know, Rand Paul saying if it's Haley, he's out. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. doubling down and claiming, hey, you know what? I will not let my father pick whacked out Nikki, not doing it. Uh, Donald making fun of Nikki's name, which I don't think is the best way to go about uh, the, the discussion. But that's what Donald does. <laughs> right. Um, all I'm telling you is this. Look, this is not about white or black or brown. This is not about capital letters. This is about. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully, folks. What is this about? The answer is. This is about America. And in America, the supreme law of the land basically says, hey, you can't do this based on race. Okay? You cannot double down uh, and avoid the supreme law of our land. Okay? The fact is the Supreme Court ruled in June that it violates the Equal Protection Clause. And when all these things happen, we're violating the equal protection of voters, aren't we, James? Yeah, I would say so. I would say you can certainly make that. Um, I think I think you can certainly make that statement, Sam. Because is no there a color but yeah, I, I, associated with your vote, James? 
Well, it certainly counted as such. Yeah, I'm certainly counted as a white voter. Joy Reid would certainly <laughs> identify as a white voter. But I'm saying to you that, look, in America, why would we have color related to a vote? You know what? If you're a United States citizen and you legally and lawfully can vote, your vote should count as a number, one. And it should represent what it is. It shouldn't have greater or lesser value based on any other external factors that violate the um, Equal Protection Clause, right? Well, I mean, it is good to know exactly who's voting for who. I mean, you can certainly make campaign strategies and determine which races you may be able to win based upon the demographics. I mean, race is real. I mean, people, different people groups have different interests, and they do vote in different ways. There's no doubt about that. Now, you certainly have some overlaps, you know, and some outliers like Candace Owens and Vivek Ramaswamy, who I think represent our interests better than uh, almost uh, all the whites that I know. That's right. But uh, but ultimately, I mean, it is it is it, uh, it's something that that people look at because I mean, there's just no race doubt is about a factor it. that can't and be ignored, and that's okay. The question is when is it, when is it being used against us politically, ladies and gentlemen? Is the real question that I would ask all of you. Now, Richard Mack, former sheriff, wrote an article. I'm going to give you the headline and then tell you what it's about a little bit and get your take, James. It's called "The Greatest Purveyor of Violence in the World." Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. And in that article, he talks all about Martin Luther King. And he talks about the I Have a Dream speech. And it will live on for many years in the public's consciousness for many good reasons. And then he talks about that speech was uh, in 2023. Everybody should be treated equal. Then he talks about a 1967 speech that um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. gave. Uh, and there's a movie about it called King in the Wilderness an American documentary film about Martin Luther King. Now, the reason that I bring all this up, James, is because um, one of the points that Richard Mack made in the article is this. The FBI was against Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, now, whether we believe Martin was a good guy or a bad guy, or no matter what you know, facts you're willing to accept or take on this discussion, here's the point. They crafted their tactics at the FBI and the Justice Department attacking Martin Luther King. They're bringing those same tactics, but much more defined and, and, and what much more, um, I don't know what you want to call it, worked through or revised to attack me and you and Richard. And really, the greatest purveyor of violence in the world seems to be the government. James? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I think the biggest purveyor of uh, uh, violence worldwide has been the American government uh, over the past several decades, especially uh, with false flags and color revolutions and everything else that they've done. I mean, there's just been untold amounts of death and maiming of our own people, our own troops, as well as certainly people in far flung corners of the globe. Entirely unnecessary. Going back to. My, you'd probably go back to. I can't even tell you the last war that should have been fought. A war of 1812, maybe? <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's been, even if you want to count the world wars, which I wouldn't, uh, you certainly, I think everybody's pretty much in agreement, Korea, Vietnam, all the way through everything in, into the current year is just an utter waste. So, yeah, I mean, the American government has has been pretty, you know, globally speaking, just because it's quote-unquote our government doesn't mean it's blameless. I think uh, and the rest of the world is increasingly seeing this. With another reason we need a changing at the guard here. I think Trump was, even though he, lo he lobbed a couple of missiles, I think he was the first president in my lifetime that didn't go to war. Am I right about that? 
I don't even know how to respond, James. I think, I think it is. I think I think it's true. I think he he was the first president of my lifetime. I was born in 1980 that didn't launch some sort of a war or an incursion. Yeah, I guess that's probably right. I, I don't even know what to think about some of this stuff that we're discussing here because it's just, to me, it's so far off the chain that I never really thought we would be discussing these things to this kind of degree. I mean, you literally have half a black saying we don't support this race-based agenda. And then you've got these corporations doubling down on this topic. And I look at that and I, just, I don't even understand it. What drives them? What makes them do this? What and I'm going to tell you what I believe the answer is, and I'm going to tell you what we need to do to stop it in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Republican presidential candidates are now turning their attention on New Hampshire following former President Trump's landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. Both Trump and Biden, if you look at the fact that they are still focused on the past, whether it's investigations, whether it's grievances. Nikki Haley gaining momentum in the polls. Trump spoke about his former U.N. ambassador at a rally of his own late Tuesday. Is counting on the Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican primary. You know that. The le- that's what's happening. Vivek Ramaswamy is also calling on Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis drop out of the race like he did. Newly released 911 recordings on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization and raising more suspicion about a cover-up at the Pentagon. An aide to Austin who made a 911 call to request an ambulance for the defense chief January 1st reportedly requested that dispatchers make efforts to remain subtle. An audio recording and transcript of the call was obtained by the Daily Beast. State roads managers are reminding drivers it's best to remain cautious as this week's nationwide Arctic blast is likely to lead to more slick roadways this morning. There is a chance of some slight refreezing, so we're going to be cognizant of that. Charlie Gishler is with the Maryland State Highway Administration. This week's Arctic blast brought snow, ice, and those sub-zero wind chills nearly from coast to coast and border to border in the U.S. Today, there remain wind chill alerts posted across the Great Lakes, Appalachian and Midwest regions. The Deep South faces uncommon temps in the teens, while snow and ice continues in the Pacific Northwest. And the World Health Organization says the number of tobacco users across the globe has gone down in a big way since the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have 19 million less smokers than we had two years ago. The WHO's Dr. Rudiger Kretsch. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines. 
airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I told you I'd tell you what I think the problem is, and I think what the solution is. What's driving these corporations to do this? I believe the government has a secret agenda, James, to promote racism. Uh, and you see it in all these different departments. The Supreme Court didn't go along. Uh, but the Justice Department, the FBI, a lot of internal uh, organizations, education all the way through. Um, you know how we found out that um, with regards to the elections that the FBI and the Justice Department were literally in bed with these social media companies, shutting down anything uh, God, family, country oriented, anything to do with Trump or anything to do. Um, they shut it down if it was good. If anything was bad, they exploited it and magnified it. They did the opposite to the uh, liberal communist socialist camp, in my opinion, to which I'm entitled. And the opposite was to promote anything good about them and reject everything bad. And, and, and you know, the opposite was true for the you know conservatives. Uh, they did this to the point where they literally committed election fraud, in my opinion, when the FBI literally weighing on these corporations saying, hey, shut down this about Biden, shut down, promote this about Trump, uh, shut down the truth when it comes to one side, but yet ab, uh, amplify uh, propaganda on the other side. Look, they committed vote fraud. The FBI and the Justice Department did. My whole point is I think this is internal to the government where these companies are getting pushed quietly to carry the ball for this narrative, and they get rewards and benefits financially for doing so, special privilege, special treatment, and if they don't go along with the plan, they get exposed, shut down, 
eventually they completely melt down. Now, I could be wrong on this, and you could say, what evidence do you have for that, Sam? And my response is, I don't have any evidence except for we predicted that was the case because we knew something had to be driving it, and now with the lawsuits of Missouri and others, Louisiana, et cetera, about this social media and what the federal government was doing, I exposed a lot of the internals on this. And I use that as the playbook to say, what would what otherwise would drive Delta Airlines to become so racist as to promote this? So the Associated Press, unless there's benefits for doing so financially or otherwise, they have no value, no stake in doing this at all. Why would they even come up with a narrative? What people at the head of an airline think about, hey, white and black and brown and let's whatever. You know, people don't think about that stuff, but somehow something gives it sway. And I submit to you that I bet if we pushed, we would find that out, James. What do you say? Well, again, I think that a lot of the heads of these major corporations are uh, infected with anti-white racism. And I think that this may just be a natural offshoot of their own biases and prejudices. It could be that. It could also be that they feel the need to virtue signal to avoid any sort of negative publicity, although it wasn't as if as though Delta uh, was under any sort of uh, so-called racist, uh, uh, a, a racist incident or anything like that to where they needed to, to virtue signal in this way. But I think, again, that the oppositions to the historic American majority to white conservatives, to Christians, are badly overplaying their hand. I, I think it is they. They are the ones who have caused white Christians to sort of coalesce as uh, a group with unique interests by being so antagonistic towards them at every turn and in every way, even is something as seemingly trivial as this memo from Delta to its employees. Uh, but there are a lot of polls out now that show that this is having the exact opposite effect that they thought that it might. If you thought that you could just hammer, keep hammering, 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 hammering this group of people, this group of voters, and uh, they would just be content to be snuffed out, well, the exact opposite is happening. I shared the story before about how how cheerleaders for Martin Luther King are now going on their shows. And Charlie Kirk is a very mainstream Republican figure uh, in sort of that second-tier media but below the Sean Hannity class, and he basically went on, on on Monday and said, everything you've heard about Martin Luther King is untrue. He was a plagiarist. He was an adulterer. He was a communist and a socialist. He was a hardcore leftist who didn't even believe his most famous quote about judging people by the content of their character, so on and so forth, that he was anti-white. So, you, I mean, that that is a huge shift from where these people were a few years ago. And then more polls that have come out, and uh, very recently, uh, Trump making the comment the other day that uh, immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country. Poll came out, 80% of Republican voters agree with that. Uh, 61% believe that they are being replaced. 47% su uh, support secession. 48% don't believe it's important to condemn white nationalism, which I entirely agree with because so much of it is just absolutely inflated. It's just what you call somebody you don't like. Seventy well, percent. I don't even, I don't even know what white up. nationalism is because, look, factually, let's talk about this for a quick second. This is really important. I am white, at least so I'm told. Okay? So I'm a white guy. 
Uh, and if that's the case, then I'm white. Now, I believe in America above all other countries. It's not that I hate other countries, but I live in America and I uh, love America. So in that sense, I'm considered a nationalist. So am I a white nationalist? Again, factually, yes, I am. According to the way they define the term of somehow I think I'm a supremacist or because of my, you know, the pigmentation in my skin that makes me white, because I'm not really completely white, put a piece of paper up to me and I'm pretty dark looking. But I, I digress, except to say, um, <laughs> I don't think that makes me supreme or, or have supremacy over anybody else. I don't want to lord over anybody. Okay? And so this idea where they, you know, put these labels and their own definitions is really the problem. And we're going to expose that more in 24 than you have ever seen. And I, I believe James Edwards is right. They are overreaching to the point where Americans can see the truth, James. So I'm going to create an, an initiative to help with this. Any thoughts before I tell you about it? I would say this, and I can't wait to hear what you're about to say, but I would say that everything that I was just citing, these polls, the hardening of racial attitudes really, really accelerated and I think broke off in the summer of George Floyd when everybody could see that these so-called peaceful protests were anything but, and then you go to January 6th when you had a legitimate sort of like a confused but whatever it was was certainly peaceful uh and these people going doing hard time in prison the others being bailed out it has it started in the summer of george floyd it is rapidly accelerated under joe biden and where we go from here it's going to be a whole new frontier well it's going to get more polarized but i want to be uh, uh the one of the purveyors of the truth on this along with everything else and so i really want to make this very very clear I've told you forever that the new media is taking center stage, and I believe it's absolutely the truth. And we may not have gatekeeping authority yet. We may not have complete control of what gets said and done, but we are to the point where we're getting large enough. And when I say we, I mean myself, and there's a gazillion other people, James Edwards, uh, you know, all kinds of us that are working together, the Gateway Pundit, WorldNet Daily, uh, Mike Lindell, I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. Uh, the Movers and Shakers, the Epoch Times, uh, World Net Daily, we're all really starting to not only do our jobs, but work together in ways that I have never seen before, James. This is to our good, by the way. So now I'm seeing articles on World Net Daily, and the article then says, hey, attribution goes to the Daily Caller, Tucker Carlson's group, or attribution goes to the Gateway Pundit. Or attribution goes to, um, um, you know, the Western Journal or goes to. And, and so all these news organizations are now starting to work together and quote each other and publish each other's articles in ways that just abs absolutely exponentially increase their reach. It's an incredible thing to observe. And so now I want to create for talk show hosts, I'm going to call it Operation Reach Out. I think we as talk show hosts need to start to quote one another, need to start to appear on one another's programs, need to start to, because we can take what the print media is doing, so to speak, the digital print media, like I mentioned with Western Journal, Epoch Times, WND.com, uh, The New American, all kinds of great organizations. They're quoting each other, promoting each other's stories. We need to do the same thing as talk show hosts. 
uh, because I think we can really make a difference and, and absolutely increase our reach. And I'm calling this idea Operation Reach Out, James, for us to do more of this. We need to start to have talk show host events where we all gather and work together and find ways to share content, ways to have a united effort towards exposing the truth. And I think we can take on the mainstream press even more so than we already have, James. And over the last decade or two, it's been something to behold. I've been part of the whole ride. I've been kind of probably one of the folks on the front lines for this, not taking more credit than I deserve. But I, but, And I'm saying to you, it's now time to ratchet up in 24 to the next level of being truth-telling leaders. Uh, and I'm calling it Operation Reach Out, James. It's it seems simplistic and it's easier said than done. But if uh, the application can be found, you're cooking with grease there, Sam. It's about getting the constellation in full array. You know, you have a couple of cannons out there on the battlefield firing away. That's one thing. What about if you line them all up and you concentrated at the center? Uh, that's that's what you're talking about. And I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see people put ego and beefs and petty jealousies aside come together for the greater good if you can get all of the different people that are in the new media as you like to call it sam working together pulling together with a common message you can penetrate through that iron curtain that the establishment has and i'll tell you what got me onto this idea in seconds on your radio why does the left lie constantly because they get spiritual power from lying the lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, back with you live. I am Sam Bushman, James Edwards, with me on the broadcast today, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, what got me onto this idea of Operation Reach Out is this idea. I see all these other news organizations starting to work together. The Daily Caller, World Net Daily, um, the Epoch Times. Uh, they're all starting to say, hey, you know what? You can share our content if you give proper attribution and such like that. And they're all starting to say this and work together. And it really is meaning that when we say something, boy, howdy, can it go viral fast. And the new media is taking center stage. I'm telling you right now, that statement that I made up years and years and years ago that I've been promoting and I've got a DVD about, not that DVDs are valuable today, I understand. I'm just telling you, it's been that long uh, that it's been out here. Uh, look, it, it's more true now than it ever was, and it's only escalating. And I'm calling Operation Reach Out to talk show hosts to say, let's share content. Let's work together. Let's quote one another. And I'll tell you what got me on this more than anything, James. When they literally submitted, the Southern Poverty Law Center submitted this uh, lie to Congress. The Sam Bushman and James Edwards, shoulder to shoulder, are the two hosts that are the nexus of anti-government, hate, and white supremacy in America. They need to be investigated and action against them needs to be taken. That's on the congressional record for more than one year in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I look at that and I say, if we are that poignant sam and james are that important together to warrant that kind of hostile action from our enemies that tells me that is indeed the solution james so i just want to thank the southern poverty law center for being so visionary and helping me understand what the solutions really are they put it into absolute laser-like focus in terms of clarity for me james how about you well, uh, just another example, I guess, but you're, you are entirely right, and we, I may say things, we, even we may say things that people disagree with, uh, that people might not like, that maybe even people find offensive, but it is all coming from our, our hearts. It is all coming from a place that we think is uh, righteous and good and pure, and uh, so you can disagree with us, but to, to go so far as to say we're any of that, it is a complete break with reality. It is a complete disconnect with reality. And again, you know, I, Sam, you and I have debated, you know, what's it going to take uh, to uh, restore God's people here on this continent? And, uh, you know, I increasingly look at people like the Southern Poverty Law Center, the, the people who would push transgenderism on our kids from kindergarten onwards. And you think to yourself, well, Number one, is it possible to remain in a union with, with people like this? And, and then you can debate that. But the second question, I think, has to be asked, would you want to remain in a union like, with people like that and, and have them be half of the country at constant odds, at constant, uh, constantly at, at our throats uh, forever? Uh, or would you want some sort of a peaceful separation? Those are questions for another day. But, yes, I mean, if just the two of us can get that kind of attention, and I think, you know, frankly, it's inflated. I mean, inflated importance. We do a great job here. We reach a, a lot of but, people. But, James, but, you know, are we my point is let them inflate it. Let's take advantage of that then. All they right, do is but I'm just saying, do we alone by doing that. that? Yes, we do, sir. That, that, there, that, Absolutely. There's truth to that. Do we alone – have our hands on the rudder of the country, you know, yes. but collectively a lot. <laughs> when, when, I say, when I say we, I mean, we, the people, James, there you go. Well, and if you get all of these, there are enough people. All right, look, 
and number one, the audiences of of the of the network news are you know are absolutely plummeting. Print newspapers are almost entirely dead. I mean, they're just being held afloat because the left has more money than it knows what to do with, and they'd rather continue to spend money shaping a narrative, even in a losing endeavor, uh, with a, with a you know a, a, a paper or a network that's failing financially than to you know to hand it over. But even if you look at the at the numbers, you know, I'd be very interested to see us. Tucker Carlson, you know, what are Tucker Carlson's numbers uh, doing a Twitter show, for goodness sake, versus what he had as the primetime cable host on, on Fox News, the most watched cable TV show in the country during He's his got more now. Under you know, Twitter how, and is under his own see, network. That, that, He's that's, got more <laughs> now. That's my point that there I'm you getting go. at. And see if we have permission to play Tucker clips, if he has permission to play our clips, and if we create this broad-cased effort, just like The Blaze is doing, just like uh, The Daily Caller is doing, okay? And uh, in WorldNet Daily, they have these slogans at the bottom of their stories that are kind of like reminders. What they call them is they say this, important note to WND readers is what it says, Okay. Important note to WND readers. And they have different ones that they, they mention. For example, to um, highlight racism is racist. To bring out racial differences, uh, really, uh, on its face, if you say one group can do it but the other can't, it's racist. And they've had these things for a long time. But this latest one I find particularly poignant. And it says this, quote, for Americans ruling elites. Nothing is more precious, wonderful, and life-giving to their great cause than the January 6th, 2021 so-called insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. It's irrelevant, you heard me, it's irrelevant that the events did not come even remotely close to constituting an actual insurrection, or that both police and over 200 undercover FBI assets promoted the riot, created the riot, which Tucker Carlson literally called a setup. And so they're highlighting this point. So now you got WND reminding us of all this. It's putting together the efforts of the of the Gateway Pundit, of the Epoch Times, of Tucker Carlson, of us, of uh, Revolver Magazine, of all these groups that are hitting on this Ray Epps issue and highlighting the video from the um, January 6th event, proving that it wasn't an insurrection, documenting all this till the cows come home. Now Catherine Engelbrecht puts out a movie doing the same thing, so now True the Vote's involved. And we're really starting to, to gain a head of steam. It's like the train starts to roll, James, and you and well, I you know, you are look at those polls. at the front of it, buddy. I'll tell you this, we've been doing it longer than most. There's a lot of people who have come on since 2015 and, and since 2020 especially that are saying a lot of the things you've been saying and that I've been saying for 20 years in my part, more than 25 years in your part. And uh, so we were certainly first to the poll on a lot of these. A lot of folks are coming around now. And they're coming around so much that it, it, it leads to these polls that I read uh, in the in the previous segment and also to the fact that now, not only are GOP-aligned talking heads like Charlie Kirk and Matt Walsh starting to sound a whole heck of a lot more like James Edwards, so too are candidates now. So too are candidates now and uh, because they have to keep up with where the base is. So, yes, I mean, collectively, I mean, already, just one example, Tucker Carlson doing more on Twitter, a Twitter show, than he did at Fox News with a, a budget of, you know, un, uh, untold millions Um and 
he alone is surpassing his reach. So, yes, I mean, all of us, you take the audience of my program, your program, this network, other people who are doing podcasts and live uh, streams are so ubiquitous now. So many people uh, just sort of hammering away at the the fortress of the establishment media. And it's like the peasants with the pitchforks. I mean, we're about to topple this thing. And uh, their narrative is collapsing, and the more people do it, particularly pulling in the same direction, you can penetrate that all the way to the ground. And, and let's uh, be clear it, it so the clowns changed. don't take our words out of context. We're not talking about running in anywhere with pitchforks, folks. It was a metaphorical <laughs> They would say that. Use your brain. Okay? Use your brain. Okay, what they like to do is take words we say out of context and p- apply their own uh, hate-filled, violent meanings to them. We're just merely right. saying sure that metaphorically, do. ladies and gentlemen, that, look, we are going to change the game. And I'm now doing a TV show every other Thursday on Epo- or on um, Brighty on TV. That show will grow. Liberty Roundtable is growing. I'm getting more and more hosts to join me on this program as I'm appearing on more programs. I'm telling you right now, Operation Reach Out is becoming real. And what WorldNet Daily talks about, these important notes to readers, the word is spreading. We are absolutely making the difference. And they don't know what to do with us is their problem. So they're becoming very unhinged, very unstable. Their violence is pervasive. You can see it everywhere. Go look at the riots um, of the Antifa and all these other clowns backed by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Remember, their attorneys are even in the crowd for the riots. They got caught, and one of them now uh, is literally being charged with this criminal terrorism activity, right? This very second. Okay, and we're going to expose that we are going to ratchet this up in 2024, James, like you have never seen before. Write it down and remember who you're talking to. It's getting started right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not going to start uh, stop. The train is rolling out of the station two weeks into the year. Sam's all over it, already been in and out of surgery, back on the battlefield. Rhetorically speaking, SPLC, of course, but uh, bomb dropping in Yemen and uh, rhetorically speaking on the news radio That's not rhetorically speaking. They're literally dropping bombs in Yemen because the president's literally a criminal and escalating war right now without authority from Congress, James. Sam, we got seconds remaining. Well, yeah, there hasn't been a constitutionally declared war since the Second World War, and even that was only to go into Japan. But um, and that that's something that should be mentioned. All of those other wars are completely unconstitutional. They're illegal. But um, yeah, they keep saying Nikki Haley for VP to consolidate the, the establishment class of the, the GOP. Why not Ronnie beat Nikki already? You know it would be great? <laughs> you know it would be great, especially on the war issue? Somebody we bumped into last year. How about Tulsi Gabbard? There you go. I think we ought to have Steve (laughs) King be the VP pick, personally. Now now you're really cooking again, Sam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. We need to spread the word and share the love. As you know, our intent is peaceful. They claim I'm violent and I'm a danger, but I look at my 25-plus years in the public eye and 56 years of life, and I want you to point to a single violent attempt or agenda or event that I've been involved in because they're, pardon the pun, I guess this is now in the dictionary, there ain't one. Just setting the record straight. I am Sam Bushman thanking James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org. God save the Republic of the United States of America.